0: Hello, thank you so much for listening to the Live to 110 podcast. My name is Wendy Myers. Today we're gonna be talking about a very important subject. EMF radiation. This is a huge, huge problem in our society today, and a lot of people that are really concerned about their health don't have it on their radar. And so I wanted to do this show today with Daniel DeBon. He's the owner and CEO and founder of DefenderShield.com, and I use a number of his products. Uh, I use his his uh, headphones, I use his uh, Defender Shield laptop uh, EMF absorber underneath my computer. And he's got a lot of other wonderful products and is a wealth of information, an expert in EMF and the health issues that EMF causes. And we're going to provide you with a number of solutions. Uh, and uh, tips so that you can protect yourself and your family from EMF. It's a growing cause of cancers and leukemia and uh, sleep issues. People don't realize that EMF dramatically disrupts their body's ability to sleep and regenerate. And over the long term, that causes all kinds of health issues. So a very, very important podcast uh, that we have today on the show. Daniel Debon is an internationally recognized expert in EMF radiation, EMF shielding, and EMF-related health issues with special focus on the effect of exposure from mobile devices such as laptops, tablets, and cell phones. Daniel is CEO and co-founder of DefenderShield.com, an EMF shielding device company. Daniel's concern regarding the health impact of EMF emissions grew from over 30 years of engineering experience in the telecommunication industry, where he held a variety of executive positions at SAIC, Telecordia, AT&T and Bell Labs. He's is a co-author of the book, Radiation Nation, The Fallout of Modern Technology. I read it, I highly, highly recommend it. You can learn more about Daniel at Defendershield.com. Daniel, thank you so much for coming on the show.
1: Thank you, Wendy. I really appreciate you inviting me.
0: Why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and your background and how you came to run a company all about protecting us from EMF?
1: Oh. It- it- Um, I, for uh, 30 years or so, I used to run the laboratories for uh, the Bell system. And all the advanced technology that was being introduced into the networks would go through my laboratories. So I had a lot of background in the environment and the influence of electromagnetic radiation from electronics. Lots of experience. Well, about four or five years ago, um, my sons were visiting, and they're men and they they uh, had laptops on their laps for hours and my wife says i want grandchildren and she didn't know why she said it but i i thought about it a second and i knew exactly why you should be worried about those things um so um i said well let's go find something that actually can protect your lap i couldn't find anything the the, the products that were in the market understood a little bit of one side of the problem but not the other side of the problem So what I ended up doing is building my own, and I gave them to the kids, their friends wanted some, and then their friends wanted some, and all of a sudden, today, we have a fairly large company, and we provide shielding for electromagnetic radiation for many, many products in the marketplace. That's how we got started.
0: And I wanted one, too. I actually, before I even asked you to be a guest on the show, um, I had put it on my checklist, or finally was checking off on my checklist, protecting myself from EMF. It's something that I knew was very, very harmful, and I did all these things to protect my health, yet I hadn't really focused on that aspect of my health, which was huge, it's protecting right. myself from electromagnetic fields and radiation. And so yeah. one of the first things that I got since I'm using my laptop all day long was this uh, defense shield um, thing. I put my laptop on it and it protects me because I was starting to get irritation. I, I had my laptop on my my legs, on my thighs sometimes, and I got to the point where I, I couldn't stand to have the computer on my thighs. They were always, I could just feel the... Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was really irritating my skin. I thought I'm going to get thigh cancer or something if I keep yeah, well, well, you know, you having know, my computer on my thighs.
1: Yeah, well, well you know, you think about with, with the men, it's the, the sperm that you're worried about. After several hours of exposure, 25% of them are immobile. But what no, no one really realizes is, is that with females, um, 2% have um, tumor after extensive exposure. And and some of that percent becomes cancerous. How, w- w- this is serious stuff when you have these kinds of low-level energy constantly emitting into the very sensitive parts of the body. Yeah. Um, uh, so it, it, it's serious stuff. And if you're a 12-year-old girl and you're exposing your, uh, your womb uh, t- uh, to the emissions, some scientists argue that it's a catastrophic event will occur in the future where it damages the dna cell of the womb and its subtending generations have this dna damaged cells that are mutated into the subsequent generations so it can be pretty serious
0: Yeah, so let's uh, talk about what EMF radiation is. For anyone listening that maybe isn't totally clear on it, what is EMF and what are some of the identifiable health issues that have been linked to EMF exposure?
1: Well, let's talk about what it is. Nature doesn't produce electromagnetic radiation except the Earth itself generates a tiny bit of emissions that are DC, Extremely low frequency emissions. It's a by, it's a it's a, a, a an emission that really we're as humans we've learned to live with fine. But the emissions we're talking about are the ones that are generated by the electronics that are around us. The the wiring, the cabling, the the refrigerator, the the microwave oven, the cell phone. All of these things that are around us, uh, they're generating uh, two different forms of emissions. One is where as current flows in these products, they have a byproduct of emissions, and they call that extremely low frequency emissions. And then when they want to communicate with the Wi-Fi, your cell phone wants to communicate with the tower, your, your your tablet wants to communicate with your Wi-Fi router, they communicate with an RF signal. So it's it's man-made stuff. And why today? Because it's everything's all around us. It, it's becoming. More serious because, what was it? Two, 2005. There, less than 50 percent of the population had cell phones. By uh, nine years later, 99 percent of us had phones. It's unbelievable how much it's came come come into our lives. Uh, you asked about um, impacts. Um, some people put a cell phone to their head, and it burns. Uh, s- some people. Um, put their hand near it, and it hurts. Um, It stings. Um, uh, Some people put it on their lap and it burns. Well, uh, there are those headaches. There are the um, uh, eye hurts. There's a lot of symptoms related to that, uh, 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 that you may feel. Um, Actually, 80% of us don't feel it only 20% of us do. And believe it or not, um, of that 20%, 80% are female. For some reason or another, women feel the emissions far more than men do. And, um, and for them, it can be very debilitating. As you know, electromagnetic hypersensitivity is, is fairly serious in some people's lives.
0: Yeah, I notice it too when I'm holding my cell phone uh, uh, after a period of time, my hand will just start kind of aching or just feels weird like it's tingling or something and I have to put the cell phone down. And I think it's really a matter of awareness. I think uh, people just don't attribute their hand hurting or their thigh being irritated or their headache to EMF exposure. And that's why you and I are trying to bring awareness to people about the very real dangers of EMF exposure. And so let's talk a little bit about cancer and some of the other health issues that we're seeing in the research more and more that can be attributed to electromagnetic fields.
1: You know, um, there we have ADHD on the rise. We have cancers on the rise. Um, Here's a rule of thumb. When you put a cell phone in your hand, you you never hear about anybody dying from cancer that was produced by emissions in the hand, because it's very durable. But when you have it to your head, the frontal lobe is really, really sensitive. It's one of the more sensitive parts of the body. So the closer you have these emissions to your sensitive parts of the body that are tissue, watery tissue, that's the most dangerous. And you rarely heard me talk in the past about tumors. But last year, uh, it's very controversial. Um, and the the science community, by the way, is pretty consistent now talking about um, the, the concerns of tumors emerging to cancers. Uh, but last year, the, uh, the National Toxicity uh, a uh, program, which is a division of the federal government, spent $25 million. They created an isolation chamber. It was an epidemiology study that was statistically significant. That is, they had thousands and thousands of subjects. And they looked at those that were uh, exposed heavily and those that were not. And there was a clear and evident distinctive difference between the two populations. Uh, those who were radiated had a 2% increase frontal lobe cancers and heart cancer believe it or not and the uh, other population of course were normal so now we have a fairly significant study done by the federal government and I'm not sure they really wanted that that results to come out but that's what came out and and that's really just substantiating what science has known for the last 10 years about the exposures and what they can do to you
0: Yes, and my uncle just died last month from a brain tumor. Oh. And he worked at Texas Instruments for a number of years, and he'd he been battling it constantly for about yep. 20 years. And, you know, there's a huge concern um, or a huge threat with EMF causing all kinds of tumors. Oh, and, yeah. all, and I'm really concerned about the 5G cell phone network oh, yeah. coming out. Right now, we're on 4G. And 5G is coming out. It's all already been rolled out in Europe, I believe. And yeah. it's going to be much, much stronger EMF radiation exposure.
1: Yeah, let me explain that to you. Um, um, the standard was me- developed 30 years ago for the strength of a, a signal. Um, it was an analog signal. That is, it was a wave that never stopped. It was always constant. So when it hit your body... Um, it, it may have been okay although i'd argue it's not uh then then we went to 2g 3g 4g what is that what they're doing is they're digitizing the signal and that the, they have this analog carrier but then they're turning the signal on and off on and off that's hitting yourself on and off on and off what does that mean well let's Make an analogy. If if you have a, a piece of concrete and you take a, a steel bar and you, and you put 10,000 pounds load on it constantly, it won't break. If you lift it up and drop it down, it breaks. Why? It's a jackhammer. Think of this. On, off, on, off to the cell. So there's some argument that it's the damage to the cells are far more dangerous these days from these emissions because of the on, off function. Well, now you go to 5G it goes from two, roughly 2.4 gigahertz up to 40 gigahertz. So the speeds are really, really faster. The energy is more compressed. And the way they send the data across is by, if you wanted to fill up your pool, you'd you put one hose into the pool. It, if you wanted to do it faster, you'd put a second hose to the pool. So now you have two streams of data. Well, guess what? In G5, that's what they do. They don't have one on-off, on-off. They have two on-off, on-offs. That's the difference. The energy levels are higher, and there are a constant jackhammer load on the cells. Very, very dangerous, and none of us know the long-term impact. Yeah, But I mean, it I... is clearly a problem.
0: Uh, I have a feeling there's gonna be a massive increase in the yeah. rates of cancer. Uh, Once the 5G is is unveiled and has been in use for some time, it's just very, very, very concerning. And especially for those of us who are aware of EMF and attempting to protect ourselves, you can do that really well in your home. But when you're, like I have a lot of different uh, things in place and there'll be information in the show notes about uh, your products and, and other products that you can use to defend your body from EMF a lot of great products out there on the market today. A lot of bad stuff too. A lot of garbage Yeah, yeah. that's why I want to have people like yourself that to you yeah. know make recommendations for products that actually work. And right. uh, you know when you're walking out in, in the world away from like my home which is a safe little cocoon, it's a big concern because your your cancer is a breakdown of cellular metabolism. And EMF is one of those uh, toxins that breaks down cellular metabolism, your body's ability to communicate, your body's energetic field. It disrupts your body's energy and information flow in the body.
1: Oh, absolutely, Wendy. In in fact, um, EMF is a toxin. There's just no doubt. In fact, the cell reacts to EMF as it does to a chemical sensitivity. Like if you have multiple chemical sensitivity where you smell a gas and you react to it, that's about 20%, by the way, of the population, your cells are reacting exactly the same way if it's exposed to emissions. But what happens with EMF, particularly the stuff that's close to you, and the reason I got so involved was because um when it's really, really close, that's when it's most dangerous. And what it's doing, it's hitting the cell and it's weakening the cell. When you weaken it, the argument is that's electromagnetic hypersensitivity. What does that mean? The one cell's not talking to the other cell, to, to passing the proteins. Your body starts breaking down. But in a latter stage, if it if 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 you have a weakened membrane of the cell, calcium um, penetrates the cell. And that's what causes mutation and DNA damage. So there's that form of problem with great exposures like that. But then the other one, you heard me talk about ADHD. I get very upset about that because in those environments where our children are, um, they're being exposed to a, a lower energy level, but it's constant. I call that the thousand bees in the room. One bee won't kill you, and you're probably fine, but when you have a thousand bees in a room, that's a, a big problem, and that's what happens. You have all these transmitters around you, and you can't do much about it, because they're there.
0: So yeah. you're right,
1: you gotta be wary of your environment.
0: Yeah, and I think it's really important for people to get a an EMF detector and yes. go in their home, especially their child's room, and yeah. see what kind of levels of EMF are being emitted by their television and your home oh, smart yeah. meter. If you have a cell phone tower nearby, um, people can be really shocked. And I have a lady at my my daughter's school. Her seven year old son has leukemia, and we yeah. know that childhood leukemia EMF yeah. is a huge factor in the development. Yeah, there's no now. question about
1: it. There's there's no doubt. <laughs> in fact, in war, they use emissions like this to da- to to damage Um, um, uh, their uh, enemy. So, um, who is it? Truveau was a a physicist for the the UK. And uh, he used to develop war weapons. And he used electromagnetic radiation. He knew if he sent uh, 30 gigahertz that this is the effect it will have on the body. So you got to be careful of exposures. Uh, and, and you're right. When, 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 you, when you're in your house, believe it or not, there's a lot of stuff you can do. If you're aware, as you're pointing out, Wendy, um, there's a lot of things you can do. I, I talked about the most danger. The most danger is when it's touching your body, right? What am I going to do? Don't touch your body. You know, simply moving something away, one foot, 80% of the danger of that signal is gone. By four foot, 98 And and so simple metrics like staying away from stuff, uh, reducing the time you do it. Like like when you dry your hair with your dryer, there's 100 milligauss coming out of that thing. There's a lot of emissions that are coming out, and so you gotta think about, well, you gotta dry your hair a little bit, but don't do it too much, so you reduce the time of that exposure. So a lot of things you can do around the house.
0: And the cell phone companies and manufacturers, they're aware of the danger of these exposures. I think they've denied them for many years, but more recently they haven't been able to deny the you know the science coming out and the research coming out. And it says with your phone and you get a new phone to keep it an inch away from your body. I mean, I think that's pretty conservative. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. now they're talking about that. Uh, all of a sudden, um, and of course an inch is not enough. You really do want to stay as far as you can. but. T- W- w- the incestuous relationship of the, the standard stuff to the, um, to the uh, service providers. Um, there was a fellow who was the head of a, a consortium uh, that, that, uh, that uh, w- were a uh, group influencing federal government standards. The standard was set, and it was recently managed by the head of it, who used to be the head of the wireless group for the telephone companies. And when he saw 5G, he said, it's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. So it became, it was becoming more and more obvious, the influence in the market um, by all these factions. Uh, but as you pointed out, when the federal government last year proved that a transmitter for a CDMA transmitter off a cell phone can damage the, the frontal lobe of your brain, all of a sudden it's starting to shift a bit
0: and emfs dramatically impact our ability to sleep and get restorative sleep oh
1: yeah i love talking
0: about this yeah and one thing i was reading the other day is that uh, emfs they vibrate and assault your pineal gland so that you're not able to produce enough melatonin. And I think there's a dramatic uh, problem with reduction in melatonin production from EMFs and blue light. And that's why there's such a rash of sleep issues that people have. I mean, the, the quick fix right. is taking some melatonin, but you need to correct your environment, the blue light and the EMFs. Can you talk about that a little?
1: Yes, um, before, before I do that, I wanna give you another analogy. Your, your microwave generates 2.3 gigahertz signal, A uh, 2.3 gigahertz. Your Wi-Fi is 2.4 gigahertz. When your microwave cooks a piece of meat, what it's doing is heating up the water between the cells. The cells oscillate, and that cooks the meat. Well, guess what? When you feel the heat to your brain or to your head, that is actually heating up your cells, and that's the function they're, they're doing it with. Uh, But but and I talked about the impacts to the individual cell with the weakened membrane. What you're pointing out is whole system infrastructure can be uh, influenced negatively. And you're you're right. It's not the melatonin that is impacted uh, because of sleep when the cell phones are put away from you. It's the machine that creates the melatonin that's not functioning properly. And that's one example of, of processes within the body now uh, being negatively influenced by the exposures. So you, you're exactly right. Never put a cell phone close to your, I don't care where you, why you have to answer the phone, never put it within four foot of your bed. In fact, my recommendation is always keep it in the other room. You don't need it after that. Make sure there are no other transmitting uh, emissions. Your laptop um, connected to your Wi-Fi. Take all of those things out. Even an analog clock generates 10, 15 milligauss So you should move that away and look from a distance and you'll be better, off. Well, and as you pointed out, you'll sleep better.
0: Yes, yeah, I, anyone any of my clients coming to me that have trouble sleeping, first yep. thing, look at your EMFs yep. in your home, and the wireless, and the smart meter, and the this and the that, there, yep. it's not enough to just turn off your wireless router, because all your yep. 30 neighbors have wireless routers. You bet. There's a lot yep. of things that, that you can do, so let's talk about some of those things. What ways can we protect our body from EMF, and I know you have a lot of products uh, to help yeah. that.
1: I actually, I actually don't think you have to buy our products necessarily. Mm-hmm. If you're aware of what you need to be doing, like you, you talk about smart meters. I, we get asked about that all the time. And, and so um, I asked them, where is the meter? And if it's right outside their bedroom on the outside wall, I said, move your bed. <laughs> because it, it's a simple thing, but you're being constantly loaded with, a 1.9 gigahertz signal that's periodically going off all night. And that may impact the way your body reacts. So that's a simple thing. Move away from sources. Reduce use of sources. Um, Well, I don't use a microwave, but um, if you're going to use a microwave, just stay away from it when you're running it, at least four foot away. Um, um, If you want to use a cell phone without any protection, and you use it for a couple of minutes, I, I, I wouldn't worry about it. If you use it for three hours, you better look for a, some way of reducing that uh, that emissions to your body. So simple things like, as you pointed out a minute ago, if, if you have a router, put a timer on the router. Turn it off at night. And you won't even have to remember to turn it off. It'll turn it off by itself and turn it off on in the morning. You can take products, What so long as you're... Um if there's no current flow, you're fine. And if there's no connection with a Wi-Fi or a cell tower, you're fine. And, and it's really simply looking around your environment and finding out what you can turn off. And if you can't turn it off, how far away can you be from?
0: it? Yes. Yeah. And so let's talk about why children are more susceptible to email oh. radiation than adults. Because I think our children are dramatically being affected by EMFs, especially when they have lots of uh, wireless routers in their classroom. And, uh, you know, so many children are being put on medications because the behavioral disorders that they have right. as a result yeah. of EMF.
1: Yeah, there, there's no question in my mind. You're talking about a third. When you talk about a cell phone, the industry, the, the, the federal standard is 1.6 watts per meter squared. That's the maximum amount of power it's allowed to have. Um, And so um, when you have children that are using a cell phone, uh, what does that mean? That standard was made 35 years ago. It was, what is the thermal impact to the body using a cell phone against your head? It was for a six-foot male. And all they worried about was the thermal impact so what does that mean the standard at 1.6 watts per meter squared says if you put it against your head it'll heat your head up to two degrees and that's okay and it will penetrate the head by no more than one inch that's what the standard was they never considered the biological only six foot male today Every child has a cell phone in their back pocket, and they're using it their head. If they're young enough, six, seven years old, what's, what's going on? That signal that would enter a man's head by one inch goes right through the head. Why? The, the, the skulls are thinner. The, 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 the matter is lighter. It, it, it's immature yet. And so that signal at the earliest of ages is going completely through their head. That that is a serious concern, which none of us know the impact of until twenty years until it's too late. But I can tell you, the standard never considered the biological impact, cancer. It never considered that. It only worried about heat, and obviously it was much more serious than that.
0: So so you recommend that mobile electronic devices can you know we use need to be properly shielded. So let tell us about the importance of EMF shielding and about your role in developing a, a state-of-the-art EMF blocking technology that's used in your Defender Shield product and other products that you have.
1: Yeah, well, well what, what happened is, um, <laughs> believe it or not, well, some of the stuff we use, I, I worked for Bell Labs many, many years ago, and, and we had to put a cable to, to, to Europe and, and w- underwater. And one of the problems was emissions it attracted fish. So we created a shielding material that actually shielded the jacket uh, of the cable, so they it wouldn't be eaten. So and, fish
0: like EMF.
1: Yeah, <laughs> attracted to <laughs> it. Who knew, <laughs> right? And, and so we use that technology and a, and a couple other technologies. What we do is very simple. We stop the signal. We don't. We take the energy, and we don't allow it to pass through. We allow the energy to go far out. So you can still talk on your cell phone, for example, but we don't let it pass through. So we use a a combination of of various technologies that's patent pending technologies that uh, eliminate the signal completely. Um, And and that's what um, what we and 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 you really want to make sure that if you choose to do that, you're picking products that uh, remove zero to 10 gigahertz and pretty soon 40 gigahertz with 5G. So
0: that's how it works. And so, our, what? Tell us about your line of products. So you have the Defender Shield, uh, co- you know, laptop computer protector that you put your laptop computer right. on top of it. Tell us about that and exactly how it protects your body.
1: Well, um, uh, wh- when you have it in your lap, the most vulnerable part of your body is downward. So we protect the downward flow with the sigma. Um, and typically, um, the, the sensitive parts of the body that are in danger are at least 12 inches away. So by putting it in your lap, you're protected. Well, we also took that same concept and put it for tablets. So we have a, t- a tablet line, um, and the um, same difference. It, it doesn't go down. It allows you to communicate with the Wi-Fi, but it, it doesn't penetrate uh, the the the, uh, the 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 case itself. And then we have uh, for cell phones. And I got to tell you, when I was developing that product, there was a couple that had bought their 16 year old daughter a cell phone case and she wouldn't put it down. A year after that, she had cancer and died. You got to know this stuff is serious. And when you expose your children to this, so. I created a, a, a shielding platform, which doesn't allow the signal to go to the to the frontal lobe. It can't get there. It, you can still talk to the tower and you're fine, but uh, we have a product for that. Uh, uh, just
0: one note on that. I read that some cell phone covers, when you put some cell phone covers on, it actually can increase the Wi-Fi signal, not yours, but other products, because yes. they are covering up the the Wi-Fi, it actually will make the signal stronger. Is that true?
1: Actually, um, the the way a cell phone works, it it actually, uh, if a cell tower is really close, it's really low power. If it's a medium distance away, it's medium power. And if it's far away, it's really a high power, 1.6 watts. So what we do is we just absorb the signal. We don't interrupt the signal. So if the the tower is close by, it's not going to be increasing. Um, but you gotta be careful that there are other products that actually increase the signal levels and brings you more danger from using it. You're right, you gotta be careful about that.
0: Yeah, that's why I never put a, a cover on my, my cell phone, some of the rubber silicone covers. I, I had read that and I didn't wanna increase my exposure by putting that Right, exactly. But I, yeah. need to, I need to get one of your Defender Shield you, you cell really phone do. covers. If you're on
1: the phone a lot, it's one. You may not need our tablet. You may not need a defender pad, but if you're on the phone and you're using that, you you really should consider the the protection because there could be a biological long term impact, um, and you got to be careful about doing that. Um, so then we also have earbuds. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah, I'm wearing them right now.
1: Are you really? Oh, there you go. Cool. <laughs> yeah, we we we. Uh, Most of the stuff on the market was not the best of quality. So we spend a a lot of time in the lab trying to come up with a high quality that people would like to use and hear high fidelity music with. And we came up with the earbuds and we eliminate all the emissions to the head, even though it's a low level, it's constant. And that's. The, the, what we tried to solve and which we we were able to do.
0: Yeah, I as soon as I had some awareness around my usage of like the typical um, iPhone earbuds that you know come with iPhone that millions and millions of people are using, I was you know go to bed kind of watching something on my right. computer with those in, and you fall asleep sometimes, yeah. and I, I realized I'm frying my brain <laughs> by yeah. by doing that, and so I I bought a pair of your Defender Shield. Uh, earphones because I use earphones a lot working with clients and doing broadcasting. Right. And uh, I just absolutely love them. And I have peace of mind that yeah. I'm not sending EMFs directly into my brain.
1: Yeah. And, and it's duration. You know, it's a low level that's coming out of the other kind. But if you have it there for hours at a time, that's when it starts impacting you. And in fact, for the 20%, we talked about the electromagnetic hypersensitive. Some of them can't use it at all they can feel it um so um yeah i i do recommend if you're if you're doing it a lot you you really should find uh, use a speaker or or, uh earbuds that uh can bring protection to you uh and safety
0: do you have any other products that you want to talk about
1: actually you said blue light we actually almost releasing those shortly which we're trying to complete our how do you protect the body um, 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 from direct exposures? And we have that. We have a baby blanket coming out for pregnant women. Oh wow! Uh, and that is like really important stuff. Uh, so we're trying to now expand a bit to bring more products to to, to the family uh, to, to provide protection that uh, they may need.
0: And what is what is the baby blanket? How does that uh, protect the mother or the child?
1: Um, what it does is it doesn't allow any emission to come through. Um, we actually use a, a fairly, a highly costly materials that eliminate any exposures whatsoever. You don't need to be grounded. You don't need to uh, be far away from it. You can have a source right in front of you, and it won't touch the baby. So and is that, that to put
0: over the the belly? To protect yeah, you the put baby? right
1: over the belly uh, for that protection. And we're that's in almost final design now. So. We, we're trying to put that
0: out soon. That's fantastic, the, the, yeah. I think that's just incredible. And I, I actually purchased a canopy, uh, it's from a different company, but it's like a mosquito net with silver yes. and copper threads in it yep. that I sleep in to you know, completely protect myself and my daughter from any kind of EMF emissions that are very prevalent in Los Angeles. I live in central Los Angeles and it's yeah, like EMF Armageddon over here.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, all you were pointing out before your neighbors. Uh, that's a low level signal, but it's always on. So when you have that, that's an RF screen. It's not an extremely low frequency screen. And uh, do you ground it?
0: No, it's not grounded.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, it, it probably can absorb it. Um, no, it can conduct it until it loses energy. That's how it works. So it actually does help um, uh, you uh, to reduce, actually to eliminate the RF that's around you and your daughter. Those are smart.
0: I think it's really important, especially if you live in an apartment building yeah, where that's the problem. all of your neighbors have Wi-Fi routers. Yeah. It's not enough okay. to just turn off your Wi-Fi router at night.
1: Oh, it, it is terrible. Um, you know, with your, you go with your meter, it's terrible. Um, it, it's all around you. Um, and it's always there. Um, so uh, in those kind of situations, there's no doubt. Finding ways of managing that with the canopies, for example, is one example. Others use grounding uh, pads and things like that. And those are good. But here's a point. If you're going to use a grounding pad or anything else, don't have any a cell phone close by you, because a cell phone keeps transmitting. If you have a ground, like you have a ground, and and you can actually feel the ground, there's static electricity in the air, and and so when you ground yourself, your body normalizes, and 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 and, and, and everything balances out the way it should be, but when you have a cell phone and it's close to your head when you're sleeping and you're grounded you're still gonna have the problem with melatonin because it's transmitting into your brain. Uh, so you gotta watch the way you manage that.
0: Yeah, I heard something that because in the United States we have a problem with dirty electricity with our electrical system, and that with a grounding pad of it's plugged in to an, an electrical outlet, it's fine in Europe but here there could be a problem with the electricity, dirty electricity being transmitted in the grounding pad. Is there there any truth to that that you're aware of?
1: Well, uh, dirty electricity refers to a lot of things. Um, Most houses by federal code now have to have a six foot ground. In addition to the ground, to the network, it has to have a six foot ground in the ground. If it's properly grounded, most of the time you're sort of okay. When you have wiring running in a wall, Stay away from it. Just keep a little distance, in, and you're fine. Um, it, it dis, it's a low-level, um, three to five gigahertz uh, uh, um, um, milliGauss emission. Being a little bit away, it drops to almost nothing, and you're fine. It doesn't bother you. Um, if you if you turn your lights off, no current flows, and it's even less. So you you're sort of okay if you're trying to find the sources. Of the power being consumed, um, and um, and with dirty electricity, again, it's managing the the appliances in your space, and you reduce that simply by doing it. And if it's not properly grounded, make sure you have your electrician properly ground you, because chances are, if it's dirty in your space, it's not properly grounded.
0: Okay, yeah, I'm sure there's there's plenty of homes out there that I haven't yeah. been All up, whole, up
1: to code. It, they they don't have the six-foot copper pipe that's into the ground to, to bring that grounding to you, the positive ground.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I've even thought of, uh, I haven't done it yet, but turning off all of my electricity at night, just turning off the whole circuit, just to completely mitigate any kind of exposure from electricity.
1: Yeah, electrically sensitive people do that. Uh, and the reason why is because even really low stuff can bother them. Generally, it's uh, over precaution every measure Mm -hmm. Um, uh, and the reason why is for you to get that exposure current flowing power is being used somewhere just make sure that stuff that around you is not being used and it reduces the whole household use of power and the emissions related to it
0: and I think it's you know wise to point out that anyone who is chronically ill or suffering yeah. from chronic fatigue, or they've gone to doctor after doctor, and they, you know, the doctor can't really figure out what's wrong or have any solutions. You want to be looking at EMF sensitivity as oh, this, yeah. as a contributor, absolutely. Yeah,
1: we we actually have a lot of customers that are pretty sensitive, and we talk them through. For example, when they use a laptop close to them, they always feel like a headache. Their fingers hurt. And so we, we, we suggest that you take the laptop, put it in a quarter, two foot away, in the corner of your desk, get a portable uh, 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 keyboard, get a screen, uh, an independent uh, screen, uh, push it away from you, and you'll find just by making it ethernet connected, not Wi-Fi connected, just by pushing it away a little bit, that makes the biggest difference for, for, for you. Yeah, simple management of your time and, and, and space to the emission sources really does make a big difference.
0: And You have a book out called Radiation Nation. Can you tell yes. us about that?
1: Yes, actually the reason I wrote that book with my son was because there's a lot of mis, misinformation out there and it's not that complicated. We we can figure out what's influencing our, our our, our lives, um, if we know the sources, if we understand what's going on. I also wanted to make pretty clear what's our current understanding of these emissions from a scientific perspective. Because what I was finding is I would talk to researchers and they didn't know what the practitioners were doing. And the practitioners didn't know what the researchers were doing. It was like I, I, uh, I had um, one of the most well-known radiologists in the country say to me, I didn't know that uh, non-ionized radiation can break down my cell. <laughs> he only knew ionized radiation from x-rays. He knew that you die when you're x-rayed. But he didn't realize it's the same stuff. DNA damages your cell you know, the, by these emissions. And so I, I was trying to get people to understand what it was. You make a choice for how you want to deal with it. And uh, Radiation Nation uh, was written because we tried to answer a lot of questions to, to a lot of people that were learned in the past. Were trying to seek out the right information and understand it. I talk about grounding, but I also talk about what I told you before. It, it's not just grounding you got to be aware of. You got to be aware of where your sources are as well.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I have a really interesting way that I protect my body from radiation. Uh-huh. You might not have heard of this before, but this is a My Health device. Uh-huh. And it works bioenergetically. It sends information on global scalar waves. And I have one. There's one for cell phone radiation, it will protect your cells and your body from cell phone radiation. They have one for a microwave, far infrared computer. Um, just EMF wow. in general, and one for air travel because when I you travel on a plane, you're exposed oh, yeah? to a tremendous amount of radiation. Oh yeah, no question. And I set this on air travel, and it protects your body from the radiation. Wow. And it's cool. it's amazing technology. It's from a company called Ness Health, and I use this every single day. Uh, it's it's absolutely incredible. I'll I'll tell you more about it after we uh after yeah, we definitely. finish the podcast. But yeah, it's one of my little secret weapons that right. I use yeah. for EMF. Yeah. I mean-
1: And that's a solid, um, technology. My guess is a canceling technology, um, which is a good thing to have because that environment is getting worse. It's not getting better. (laughs) That's why I called it radiation nation. All of a sudden we're a nation full of radiation. Yes.
0: Yes. Yes. And it's only going to get worse. Yeah. So you have, if you want to be healthy, you have got to have this on your radar. So tell the listeners where we can go for more information about protecting our families from EMF radiation.
1: Uh, DefenderShield.com is a company that um, I started Um, and um, DefenderShield.com is where you can find all the products we spoke about. But in addition to that, we have learning centers, publication centers. So if you want to learn something more about the problems that we've been talking about today, uh, Wendy, you can go there and you can find a lot of information that's up to date. In fact, our blog, we just released an ADHD uh, study uh, report. We, we constantly try to keep up to date so everyone understands what we currently understand is the, is the issues related to this stuff. So, and if you want um, to learn a little bit more about uh, uh, Radiation Nation, you can go to um, uh, Amazon. Uh, we were actually a top seller on Amazon for the longest of time. Um, uh, and then, uh, get it in book form or, or, or getting it in electronic form or go to a Radiation nation book and we sell it on there as well.
0: Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I, I really appreciate your coming on. This is such an important topic. It really is. That We have to bring more awareness of, about it to people because more and more people are going to be getting sick and having trouble sleeping, yeah. not getting a restorative sleep, and over the long yeah. term, that makes them yeah. sick, and the cancers and leukemia okay. and other problems that are affecting so many families today, and right. this is... And we're
1: using it younger and younger, too. Yes. That's the... When I grow up, you know, there was no emissions at all in my life. Um, when, when my grandchildren are growing up, they're exposed their whole entire life. So it's getting worse for us, and you need to be aware of of the potential dangers we're in uh, as a society.
0: Absolutely. Well, Daniel, thank you so much for coming on the show. Everyone, go visit DefenderShield.com and take advantage of his wonderful product line to help protect yourself from EMF. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast.